Hey, Fidelity, can I get a second opinion on stocks in the Fidelity app? With Fidelity, it's easy to get an outside opinion from independent experts in a single score. And then? When you're ready, trade U.S. stocks and ETFs with no commissions. That's right. I am always right. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Online U.S. equity trades and ETFs and retail Fidelity account. Sell order assessment fee not included. Some account types and securities excluded. Details at Fidelity.com slash commissions. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Good Friday morning. Outrage only growing in Ohio. People demanding answers and accountability two weeks after that toxic train derailment. It's February 17th. This is today. Public outcry. All I know is our town needs help. Urgent pleas from residents near that fiery crash site in Ohio, fearing their health and safety remain at risk. The EPA head on the ground. We're going to get through this together, and we're not going anywhere until we do. But this morning, new worries that rain could spread hazardous chemicals even more. We're there live. On the record, President Biden with his most extensive comments yet on those unidentified objects shot down by the U.S., where he now believes they came from, and his warning to China. Clear message. The violation of our sovereignty is unacceptable. The latest from Washington straight ahead. Breaking overnight, hospitalized. Pennsylvania Senator John Fetterman seeking treatment for severe depression. Fallout from his stroke last year. We'll have the very latest on his condition. New evidence, Alec Murdoch's confession in a botched suicide for hire plot months after the murders of his wife and son, taking center stage at his trial. A live report from the courthouse just ahead. All that plus difficult diagnosis. Messages of support pouring in for Bruce Willis after his family reveals the beloved actor's condition has worsened. What they're sharing about his prognosis and what they want fans to know. And long weekend, Americans from coast to coast gearing up for the President's Day holiday. From your forecast to the biggest sales, we've got everything you need to know today, Friday, February 17th, 2023. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Hoda Kotb. Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. Well, hi, everybody. Good morning. Nice to have you along with us on a Friday morning. A lot of people are saying yay for Friday and yay for this long holiday weekend. It's arriving right on time. We're going to check in with Al so we can get the full forecast. Maybe you're packing up to get away. Maybe you're staying close to home. He's got you covered. Okay. We'll find out how the travel's looking. Speaking of the weather, storms are adding to safety concerns in East Palestine, Ohio. Rainfall today could wash toxic chemicals released during that massive train derailment into nearby water waterways. That is the fear this morning. And two weeks after that accident, residents are voicing renewed outrage, calling on the train company and the government to do more. NBC's Ron Allen joins us with the very latest. Ron, good morning. Good morning, Savannah. The head of the EPA came here to give many of the same reassurances that other state and local officials have in recent days. But there is a lot of mistrust here. A lot of residents worry and wonder whether their community will ever be safe. This morning, emotions overflowing in East Palestine, Ohio. All I know is our town needs help. It's been two weeks since a Norfolk Southern train flew off the tracks, sending flames and smoke into the sky. Some of the area's nearly 5,000 residents warily returning home after evacuation orders were lifted. But many now have more questions 
than answers. Now that we're home, you don't know what to think. State officials say the air and water are safe around East Palestine and testing will continue. But growing concern that rain may spread toxic chemicals from the derailment site into other nearby waterways. Ohio Governor Mike DeWine assuring the community that plans are in place to prevent that from happening with the creation of multiple dams. Many locals like Luke Glavin feel the risk is too high to go home. They said, oh, it's kind of like paint. You know, there's a a residual smell after you paint your house. But okay, if that's the case, then why are people still getting sore throats and and, you know, their eyes burning. EPA Administrator Michael Regan visited the derailment site and sought to reassure skeptical residents. To the folks of East Palestine, we see them, we hear them. That's why I'm here on the ground. And we will hold Norfolk Southern accountable. But the Biden administration is facing backlash over what many say has been a delayed response. Democratic Senator Joe Manchin saying in a statement, it is unacceptable that it took nearly two weeks for a senior administration official to show up. In an open letter to the community, Norfolk Southern CEO Alan H. Shaw said, we are here and will stay here for as long as it takes to ensure your safety and to help East Palestine recover and thrive. The letter comes amid growing calls for Norfolk Southern to do more. Norfolk Southern should be doing a lot more to clean up uh, the contaminated soil. Another Norfolk Southern train derailed Thursday in Michigan. Local police indicating one rail car contained hazardous materials, but was not among the cars that overturned. But for East Palestine residents, health concerns are mounting. It has to be more than just a coincidence to have such a small-knit community having so many issues in the aftermath of that disaster. Oh, my gosh, that community is so uh, desperate at this point. This all comes amid calls for more aid, more help on the ground. So what does the response look like going forward? Hoda, the Biden administration is saying that it will send the state of Ohio everything that Governor Mike DeWine and the people here are asking for. For example, there are more medical experts from the CDC headed here very soon. A lot of residents that we've spoken to are concerned they want a medical monitoring and screening system set up, for example. They're very concerned about what's going to happen here in terms of medical conditions, health concerns in the years to come. And they also want some independent experts here, not just government officials and politicians. All right. Ron Allen uh, for us there in Ohio. Ron, thank you. And now to President Biden's most candid comments yet on those mysterious objects he ordered shot out of the sky. Is the president saying the three latest were not tied to Beijing, but added that he plans to speak directly with China's president about that spy balloon. NBC's chief White House correspondent Kristen Welker with the latest on all of this. Kristen, good morning. Hi, Savannah. Good morning to you. These really were President Biden's most extensive comments so far on the Chinese spy balloon and also those three unidentified objects shot down last weekend. Look, this was really an attempt to try to reassure Americans and also to temper the growing criticism from all sides about his handling of this ordeal. Facing mounting pressure for more transparency after the U.S. shot down a suspected Chinese spy balloon and three unidentified objects over the U.S. and Canada, President Biden on defense, making his first extensive remarks on the matter. If any object presents a threat to the safety and security of the American people, I will take it down. The president giving new details about the three objects over Alaska, the Canadian Yukon and Lake Huron, saying while the U.S. does not know exactly what the objects were, they do not appear to be connected to China's spy balloon program or surveillance by another foreign power. The intelligence community's current assessment is that these three objects were most likely balloons tied to private companies 
recreation or research institutions. In an attempt to reassure worried Americans, the president said there is no evidence of a sharp increase in unidentified objects, explaining the U.S. is seeing more of them after enhancing its radar in the wake of the spy balloon. In an exclusive phone interview with NBC News, Peter Alexander pressed the president whether it was an overreaction to shoot down those three objects. The president responding it would have been easier not to shoot them down in the face of political pressure, adding, I got a recommendation from the military. With tensions rising between the U.S. and China, the president unapologetic for shooting down that suspected spy balloon earlier this month. Despite criticism, he waited too long. We waited until it was safely over water, which would not only protect civilians, but also enable us to recover substantial components for further analysts, for, for, for further analytics. And then we shot it down, sending a clear message. Insisting the U.S. is seeking competition with China, not conflict. Mr. Biden also telling Peter he plans to speak with Chinese President Xi Jinping, saying, I think the last thing that she wants is to fundamentally rip the relationship with the United States and with me. Now, the president is also directing his team to develop what he's calling sharper rules for handling future unidentified objects. So the idea here is to basically better distinguish those that threaten U.S. safety and security and those that do not. Savannah. Right, meanwhile, Kristen, the White House released a summary of the president's routine physical it happened at Walter Reed. What were the findings? Well, that's absolutely right. As you say, that routine physical did happen at Walter Reed. So let me give you the key takeaways. According to his doctor, and I'm going to give you some quotes here, the president remains healthy and vigorous. The doctor also adding he is, quote, fit to successfully execute the duties of the presidency. Now, there was a small lesion on the president's chest that was removed for a biopsy, and we're still waiting for those results. But at 80 years old, the president's health has really been a key focus, with a lot of polls showing many Americans have concerns about his ability to serve. Of course, that's going to be key heading into 2024 if he does, in fact, announce he's running for re-election, Savannah. All right. Kristen Walker at the White House. Thank you. Another major story we're following. New health concerns for Pennsylvania Senator John Fetterman. He's now checked himself into Walter Reed National Medical Center to receive treatment for clinical depression. It comes just weeks after the senator was hospitalized after feeling lightheaded and in the wake of a life-threatening stroke last year. NBC's Ryan Nobles joins us now with more on this story. Hey, Ryan, good morning. Hoda, good morning to you. And a senior aide tells NBC News that what the senator is dealing with now is much different than the aftermath of his stroke from last spring and that he will likely remain in inpatient care for a few weeks. Pennsylvania Senator John Fetterman taking a temporary step back this morning after revealing a struggle familiar to millions of Americans. The lawmaker still recovering from a stroke checked himself into a hospital after being diagnosed with clinical depression. Fetterman's office revealing that he met with the Capitol physician on Monday who suggested he seek care at Walter Reed. His chief of staff saying, quote, while John has experienced depression off and on throughout his life, it only became severe in recent weeks. Experts say depression in the wake of a stroke is very common. It is the most uh, important and most frequent psychiatric complication from stroke. Many, many patients will experience depression. Fetterman's announcement comes a week after being hospitalized for lightheadedness. He returned to work days later after a battery of tests revealed no physical problems. The senator has auditory and processing issues related to last year's stroke. He uses a tablet to participate in hearings and communicate with staff. 
similar to what he used in an interview with NBC's Dasha Burns last October. It's really just how things happen, because I sometimes will hear things in a way that's not perfectly clear. So I use captioning. So I'm able to see what you're saying. While his doctors have said he has no cognitive issues, the impacts of the stroke appear to have taken an emotional toll. And he telling NBC that the depression symptoms he is dealing with now are, quote, a very different beast than what he was dealing with after the stroke last year. His colleagues and family rushing to his support. I think what John has done is really courageous to step up and take care of himself. His wife tweeting, I'm so proud of him for asking for help and getting the care he needs. Will he be able to make a complete recovery from this? He should be able to. It would be my expectation that he can absolutely be successfully treated for this. And his office is so confident that Fetterman will make that full recovery that they say the prospect of resignation was, quote, never discussed and is not on the table. Hoda. All right. Ryan Nobles for us there in D.C. Ryan, thank you. All right. Let's turn to Craig, who's got the latest on the Alec Murdoch trial down south. Yes, Savannah. Hoda, good morning. morning. Good morning to you as well. After presenting more than 50 witnesses, prosecutors appeared close to resting their case against the now disbarred South Carolina attorney. But yesterday, jurors heard some new evidence about what the prosecution calls a botched suicide for hire scheme that happened months after the killings of Murdoch's wife and son. NBC's Katie Beck at the courthouse for us once again in Walterboro this morning. Katie, good morning to you. Good morning, Craig. As you know, prosecutors fought hard to get this evidence into the trial. And even though that roadside shooting happened months after the murders, prosecutors are trying to show a pattern here, a pattern of Alec Murdoch repeatedly lying to investigators. This never-before-seen video unveiled in court shows Alec Murdoch inside an ambulance, telling first responders his version of events. I turned my head and, I mean, Three months after the murders of his wife and son, Murdoch says he was changing a flat tire on the side of the road when an unknown assailant stopped and shot him. It sounded like a shotgun, even though... The gun type, one of several misleading details offered by Murdoch, who also described the suspected shooter as a stranger. Nine days later, investigators would learn a very different story from Murdoch when he confessed the shocking truth. Not only did Murdoch know his assailant, he was related to him. It was Murdoch's cousin, Curtis Eddie Smith. I told him that things were getting ready to get really bad. And that I would be better off not here. And I asked him to shoot me. And you asked him to shoot you? That's correct. And what was his response? I mean, I think at first he was a little surprised, but then he said, okay. The reason, he says, so his son Buster could collect a life insurance policy worth over $10 million. South Carolina Law Enforcement Division investigator Ryan Kelly took the stand Thursday to spell out the details of the confession. Did you um, obtain a copy or review the 911 call from this particular incident? Yes, I did. Investigators were also able to trace phone calls Murdoch made to his cousin from the hospital, who Murdoch says he bought pills from several times a week admitting to a long-time opioid addiction. But Kelly denied Smith had anything to do with the murders of Maggie and Paul. Is there any evidence that Curtis Edward Smith had anything to do with Moselle? None whatsoever. 
Now, as court adjourned yesterday, Craig, defense counsel telling the judge they plan to have a long and extensive cross-examination on that roadside evidence this morning. Prosecutors say they are hopeful to call their last witness for the state this afternoon. Craig? Katie Beckforce there in Walterboro, South Carolina. Katie, thank you. Tributes are pouring in this morning for former All-Star catcher and Hall of Fame broadcaster Tim McCarver. He died yesterday at the age of 81. He spent 21 years in the majors, winning two World Series titles with the St. Louis Cardinals. And from there, he made the jump to the broadcasting booth. In 2012, he was honored with the Ford C. Frick Award for his exceptional work behind the mic. MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred said McCarver was, quote, one of the most influential voices our game has ever known. Uh, grew up listening to Tim McCarver. Yeah. Baseball games, nothing like it. We've got 7.15 right now. Let's head over to Mr. Roker, get a check of the weather. Hey, Al. Hey, going to miss that voice for sure. Well, for today, we, we're we not going to miss this snow. Five million of us from Buffalo to Caribou, Maine, under winter storm warnings, winter weather advisories. You can see that snow pushing through the heaviest snow going to be in northern Maine today. We've also got some heavier showers and thunderstorms that'll be pushing through with this cold front that moves through. The bigger part of this is going to be the colder air that comes pushing in behind it with temperatures dropping like a rock over the evening hours, as you can see, anywhere from six to eight inches of snow up through northern Maine. And that's your latest weather, guys. All right, Al, thank you very much. Still ahead, have you booked your spring break trip yet? Travel experts say better do it now, and we've got some ways you can save on the trip, too. Plus, the family of beloved actor Bruce Willis sharing an emotional update on his health nearly a year after he stepped away from acting. Kaylee Hartung has that story. Hey, Kaylee. Hey guys, here Bruce Willis's family says they have been so moved by the outpouring of love and support that they have received since he first shared news of his health challenges. Now they want to bring awareness to this cruel disease they say he's fighting. Coming up, we'll tell you more about this rare form of dementia. All right, Kaylee, thanks so much. But first, this is Today on NBC. Travel is great, but planning for travel can be time-consuming and difficult. That's where One Travel comes in. With One Travel, you'll find everything you need to book the perfect trip. Flights, hotels, cars, transportation, it's all right there. With One Travel, you can book online, via app, or even pick up the phone and talk to a travel advisor ready to help you make your selections. Visit onetravel.com music or call 855-437-2154. Plan it, book it, live it. One Travel. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're back with uh, Travis Kelsey doing his thing during the Chiefs Super Bowl win. Guess what, you guys? 
He's going to take those talents, those dance moves to Saturday Night Live, the all-world tight end. He is set to host March the 4th. Uh, Kelsey Ballerini is going to be the musical guest. Wow. How cool. It's, Mahomes it's, went to, the, to Disneyland and Kelsey's going to SNL. He's coming to 88. Um, I hope they have his brother in, like, in a cameo role. And his, I bet mom, they will. His mom's got to do you something. Know, so. yeah. I'm cool. looking forward to that. And right now that we turn to an update on the health of award-winning actor Bruce Willis. Yeah, his family revealing he's not facing a rare form of dementia. This is nearly a year after he was diagnosed with another cognitive disease. It forced him to step away from acting. NBC's Kaylee Hartung joins us now with details on this story. Hey, Kaylee, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Bruce Willis's blended family has been in lockstep since they first revealed that he was facing health challenges last spring. Now they're sharing this difficult news that his condition has progressed and say they now have a deeper understanding of what he's experiencing. This morning, the family of legendary Hollywood action star Bruce Willis sharing new details about the cruel disease they say he's battling. Plenty more where that came from. Nearly one year after Willis was diagnosed with aphasia, a disease that impacts his cognitive abilities, forcing him to retire from his blockbuster acting career, his family saying in a statement, Bruce's condition has progressed, and we now have a more specific diagnosis, frontotemporal dementia. The critically acclaimed actor became a bona fide star as the action hero John McClane in the Die Hard franchise. Yeah, I'm still here, unless you want to open a front door for me. And in 2015, Willis shared on Today, he was checking off another bucket list item, Broadway. I have never been on Broadway, and uh, it... You know, as far as I'm concerned, it is the big time. Starring in Misery, an adaptation of Stephen King's book. Now the Golden Globe winner is facing a different challenge offstage. This rare form of dementia, known as FTD, affects areas of the brain associated with personality, behavior, and language. It tends to occur at a younger age than other forms of dementia, the onset often between 45 and 60 years old. Willis, now 67, is among the 50 to 60,000 Americans fighting it. His family saying, unfortunately, challenges with communication are just one symptom of the disease Bruce faces. While this is painful, it is a relief to finally have a clear diagnosis. Willis's blended family has rallied around him through this difficult time. His wife, Emma, their two daughters, as well as his ex-wife, Demi Moore, and their three daughters, writing in their latest statement, Bruce has always found joy in life and has helped everyone he knows to do the same. It has meant the world to see that sense of care echoed back to him and to all of us. Kaylee, the diagnosis is now uh, out in the open. What does the Willis family have plans going forward? Well, Hoda, as his condition advances, they hope to help shine a light on the disease, which they say needs far more awareness and research. They also mentioned that Bruce would want to bring attention to this himself if he could. There's currently no cure or treatment to slow or stop the progression. Many patients turn to speech therapy to develop alternative ways of communication. And we have seen a lot of photos of Bruce with the family clearly spending time with those he loves most. Guys. Kaylee Hartung. Kaylee, thank you so much. Wow. Well, still ahead this morning, we're going to tell you about the new project to honor Japanese-Americans who were unfairly treated in this country during World War II. Emily Ikeda has a powerful story this morning. It became very personal for her as well. Albert Ikeda. First, though, Vicky Wynn is here to help us find some deals 
on spring break travel, folks. It is that time. Trips people apparently need to be booking right now. Yes, indeed. Good morning, Craig Hoda and Savannah. Spring break for most of us is still a couple months away, but demand right now already through the roof. Coming up, we're going to show you how to make the most of your travel bucks. That's next right here on Today. Travel is great, but planning for travel can be time-consuming and difficult. That's where One Travel comes in. With One Travel, you'll find everything you need to book the perfect trip. Flights, hotels, cars, transportation, it's all right there. With One Travel, you can book online, via app, or even pick up the phone and talk to a travel advisor ready to help you make your selections. Visit onetravel.com/music or call 855-437-2154. Plan it, book it, live it. One Travel. The most exciting part of a vacation stay at a home rental? Easy. It's being greeted upon arrival with a rusted lockbox affixed to the underside of a stranger's condo. Yeah, you simply twist knobs, click gears, jiggle it, and then rip it off its moorings, and voila! Your prize is a key to a questionable home rental and maybe tetanus. When you just want to get your vacation started by actually getting into your room, it matters where you stay. At Hilton, we deliver your key right to your phone on the Hilton Honors app. Hilton for the stay. Give you a sneak peek yesterday. Guys, here's a live look. That is Super Nintendo World uh, this morning, where the new theme park attraction officially opening at Universal Studios in Hollywood. See the Princess's Castle right there. Mm-hmm. I mean, that looks fun. Yeah, you know, it doesn't really, yeah, it? it does. Not a bad place to kick off the long holiday weekend if you're nearby or to consider as a spring break destination. Get this, even with inflation, travel agents and booking sites say demand for spring break getaways is reaching levels not seen mm. since before the pandemic. Wow. wow. Uh, NBC's senior consumer investigative correspondent Vicky Wynn joins us now with some tips to plan that trip without busting the budget, huh? Hi, good morning. Yes, spring break may be still a couple of months away, but prices are climbing already. Warm weather destinations, those are especially hot, of course. Travel experts say the best time to book, it is right now. Here are some hacks to help you save. Spring is in the air, and after years of missing out, college students and families are making spring break a priority this season, with hotspots in Florida, the Southwest, and south of the border at the top of the list, according to travel booking site Hopper. If you're headed to a very popular warm weather spring break destination, you should be booking your flight now. Travel costs are not immune to inflation. Hotel rates are up 64% from last year, and flights cost 20% more. But there are spring break deals out there. Hopper advertising $82 round-trip flights to Orlando from New York, Boston to San Diego for $190, and Newark round-trip to Turks and Caicos for $260. But the clock is ticking. Families heading to vacation hotspots should book as soon as possible. Prices might rise by more than $200 a ticket in the weeks closer to spring break. Expect full flights and hotels and make contingency plans in case of flight cancellations. For budget-conscious travelers, be flexible. Midweek flights can be up to $100 cheaper per person. Wait to book big city hotels. Last-minute room deals can save you up to 25%. And consider a staycation. One of the best ways to get an incredible deal when you do a staycation is to reach out to local hotels or accommodation providers. Ask if they have a geofenced rate. Hotels often will offer a lower rate to residents of the town, the community, sometimes even the state, to incentivize locals to stay at their accommodations. 
Meanwhile, international travel has also roared back with Asian destinations like China, Japan and Indonesia reopening post-pandemic and attracting crowds of young people eager to experience a new part of the world and take advantage of the strong dollar. When you add up hotel, eating out, Ubers to and from airports, the total amount of money you're spending to go somewhere in the U.S. might actually be the same amount you would spend going somewhere in Asia or Europe. Savvy travelers should plan out a complete budget, including the cost of taxis, rental cars, food and drink, and excursions. Tips to maximize your spring break without breaking the bank. All right. I mean, the FAA chief was on the hill this yes. week so trying to explain what happened during the winter with all the cancellations and that mm-hmm. massive outage last month. Has that affected demand at all? You would think people would have some PTSD mm-hmm. from yeah. all of those meltdowns, but surprisingly, no. The travel experts say people are out. They're ready to revenge travel. Revenge what, travel. But what people I are like doing, that. and I think this is a really good idea, they're paying a little extra for travel insurance and, and working with travel advisors who can help them in case you run into a snafu. Mm. You're not completely out of luck. Revenge so. travel. Yeah. I like it. I know. Thank you, it. Thanks, Vic. Thank you. Weekend. All right. Let's look over at Mr. Roker. He's right behind Vicky right now. Look at <laughs> Hello, Vicky. You ever get the feeling someone's standing right behind you? Ooh, creeper, as my daughter would say. All right. Wow. You're going to have to work this out a little. But in any event, hey, you talk about spring break. A lot of folks go down to Washington, D.C. to see the cherry blossoms. Well, as we told you yesterday, there's an indicator tree and its buds already are out green. And that is the indication that we're going to start to see those cherry blossoms. Well, it's about three weeks early. The first green buds, 20 year average, March 5th. From the buds to the peak bloom, three to five weeks. The earliest bloom, March 15th in 1990. Average bloom about April 4th. We could be early this year with everything we're seeing with all this warm weather. And in fact, speak of, speaking about warm weather, look at the, the map right now. These are the top five warmest winters on record from Bangor to Burlington, Binghamton, Washington, Roanoke, Virginia, Dayton, Ohio. Ohio, Muskegon, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, all with warmer than average temperatures for the winter so far. And first spring leaves are out early, up to four weeks, about three weeks early from D.C. to London, two weeks early from Raleigh to Atlanta, about a week early. So we're already and that's probably going to start kicking up those allergies earlier this year. So we're going to be watching that as well. If you're traveling for the weekend, a cold morning in the Northeast on Saturday, plenty of sunshine through the Gulf, nice and mild through Texas, some mountain snows out West. And on Sunday, Sunday, we've got a nice day for you. For those of you traveling, turning warmer in the central part of the country, heavy snow in the Rockies, plenty of sunshine out West. And that's your latest weather, guys. All right, now, thank you. Coming up next, guys. Okay, what made this this basket during a high school game so very special. We're going to tell you in the boost. We are back with Hoda's Morning Boost as we welcome in Mr. Daly. Hey, Carson. All right, guys, here we go. You'll like this one, Carson. A senior at a Texas high school has been the manager for the boys' basketball team for four years. So on senior night, the head coach for the Sulphur Springs Wildcats announced that Jaden Wilson was going to suit up with the team for the very first time. They gave him a round of applause when he got his jersey, which is really cool. And then a short time later, the crowd cheered as he was introduced as part of the starting lineup. Jaden sunk a three-pointer. The crowd went crazy. His teammates (laughs) mobbed him. That 
my friends. Well <laughs> it's like, oh, is so that incredible? Yeah, Can you imagine? Fun. You're like the manager, yeah. the guy on the team who gets the balls, the shirts, I the mean, water, and all you want to do right. is be out there for just a minute. And that's what he And you're more than out there. You have the clutch play, the three-pointer. Yeah, I mean, it's incredible. Oh God. No, he was like, this is I mine. Know. I got wow. this three. Didn't waste Boom. his shot. I wish Cream was here today to see that. <laughs> I know. Wow. How cool. <laughs> really yeah. cool. That was great. All right, guys. Show of hands. Who remembers playing Tetris? Oh, I love Game Tetris. Boy, remember that? Yeah, yeah I love Tetris. Some people who still play it. Well, guess what? <laughs> They've made a movie about that once wildly popular video game. Wait till you see the trailer. We have it for you. And the unbelievable story behind the global phenomenon. That is all coming up in Pop Star and more. Travel is great, but planning for travel can be time-consuming and difficult. That's where One Travel comes in. With One Travel, you'll find everything you need to book the perfect trip. Flights, hotels, cars, transportation, it's all right there. With One Travel, you can book online, via app, or even pick up the phone and talk to a travel advisor ready to help you make your selections. Visit onetravel.com slash music or call 855-437-2154. Plan it, book it, live it. One Travel.